Welcome to the brand new preaching podcast from the sawdust and open air tabernacle of Camp Canaan in Ringgold, Georgia, on the banks of the South Chickamauga Creek and at the end of Roach Hollow Road. Well, preaching time. Opportunity to be in the Lord's house in Canaan this evening. Thank God for it. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter number 55. Isaiah chapter 55. I wasn't able to be here in uh, June. We had a scheduling conflict. I usually usually go on a vacation with family the third week in June, and something happened and it got messed up. And, and uh, my wife said they had to move it. Is that all right? And I didn't think anything about it. And my good friend Mr. Gowen said, "You dummy." Second week in June's camp, and I said, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> so I mustered up the—I don't know what it was—and told Brother James up there on his porch, and he had mercy on me. And he said it happens sometimes, but if you're not here in July, we're going to church. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I don't intend to find out. <laughs> so I sure was looking forward to being here. In July, think about that song that they sang. What a day! What a day that'll be. Amen. I grew up here in my whole life. Men of God say they had more over there than they had here, and I I understood what they meant, but I did not know what they meant. Now I'm beginning to pile them up over there on the other side. But what a day it's going to be. Amen. And uh, the Lord's coming back. And the Bible said that one of these days that redeemed crowd is going to be issued white raiment and white horses and we're going to gather up together the Lord Jesus Christ and He's going to be in white raiment and He's going to have that name on His tie that no man knows but Him. And then it says He's going to be wearing a vesture that is dipped in blood. And uh, I just kind of think to myself that just before we get ready to ride on back with Him that second time, and everybody's going to be gathered around and he's going to take that vesture. If it's dipped in blood, that you just got to do the math there. Uh, it, it, it had to be dipped in blood. And I can just imagine the scene in heaven when it's just about sin got conquered by the blood. Amen. Just before he comes back to conquer the rest of the wickedness and evil in this world, he's going to take that vesture off in front of that crowd and run it down. The Bible says that when Mary and them women went to the tomb that day, said that Jesus hung around, they thought he was the gardener. But when they finally let their eyes open up, Mary went to put her arms around him, but he said, Touch me not, for I've not yet ascended to heaven. But sometime in between that moment and later on that evening, before he's in the upper room with the high priest, with the uh, the disciples, uh, Jesus had gathered up every drop of blood that he shed on the cross of Calvary, and he carried it up uh, to the temple, which is in heaven. And the Bible says that the tabernacle uh, that was made here on earth uh, was 
said what he said. And get that pavement in there. And pull it up, thank God. And put it on in there. I'm riding in. I'm riding in the picture. I think about that. Boy, this ain't got nothing to do with the message. I'm just trying to find God. Yeah, I think about that blob of wine as we pull out of heaven that day and begin to come down towards earth and how uh, the, 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 te the te technology that they have now and that James Webb telescope uh, that's taking them pictures and seeing all them uh, colors and all that and as that red blob uh, gets closer to this earth, thank God, uh, right in the middle of it, it's going to be this speck of red and
it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Heavenly Father, as we come to you this evening, I thank you, God, for the opportunity to be uh, in this place tonight. Thank you for those who came this way. Bless them, Lord, I pray. Encourage us from the Word. Hide me in the cross. Help me tonight. Uh, Lord, uh, search my heart, my mind. If there be any uh, wickedness in me whatsoever, any sin, unconfessed sin, I plead the blood once again. Ask God that you'd help me to stand holy in this place. And touch me, I pray, and we'll give you all the honor and glory and praise for it all. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen. Amen. Just got a simple thought tonight that I want to give you, but it's a thought that uh, as soon as you truly get a hold of this and you make it uh, resolute in your life, it will change your life. That's what the Word of God does. It will change your life. And I, I'm telling you, I deal with a crowd all the time uh, that they don't pick up the Bible uh, in between Sunday morning and Sunday night or Sunday night and Wednesday night or Wednesday night and Sunday morning. And then they come in and expect uh, to get something from God and they don't understand why they didn't get help uh, from the preaching that day and they had to spend any time in the Word of God whatsoever uh, preparing themselves. Amen. Boy, if we can never get to a place where the crowd shows up, uh, studied up and ready to go yeah. and got uh, as much yeah. word in them yeah. as a man of God, we'll have, we'll have meeting. Amen. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, I thank God for the Word of God, and it's necessary. Uh, but the, the Bible says this, says, Seek ye the Lord while He may be found, and call upon Him while He is near. And I'm telling you, uh, never more in my life and my ministry than right now. Uh, Brother Tom, uh, it's Tom, ain't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right, ain't it? Tom, yeah. All right, I'm bad to call names. I'll just call your own name, smile, and it'll be all right. Uh, but uh, never in my life or my ministry have some of these phrases uh, been more real and meant more to me than uh, now. I, I'm telling you, God's helped me and I appreciate it through the study of the Word, uh, but call upon the Lord while He's near. It reminds me of a time over in Revelation chapter number 16, in which is probably one of the worst and darkest and awfulest uh, times that will ever befall this yeah. earth. Uh, Revelation chapter number 15 is dealing, uh, it's kind of an introduction uh, to the seven vials that are going to be poured out, the final judgment, the complete, the uncut, a uh, full judgment of God that's going to ultimately purge uh, this earth of wickedness. Uh, but before that, in chapter 15, uh, we're introduced to those seven angels uh, which come out. The Bible says that there's a sign in heaven and uh, said that the uh, the the temple uh, 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 in the tabernacle of heaven is opened up. That's the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle which is in heaven. The temple that's in heaven. And it's opened up. And out of it comes seven angels. And one of the beasts gives them uh, each seven vials that has the seven wraths of God that are going to be poured out. Uh, but in the latter part, it's just eight verses in chapter number 15. Uh, but in that latter part of that, Brother Caleb, uh, it says uh, that after these uh, vials have been given to these angels, it says that the, uh, the temple of the tabernacle, that holy of holies in heaven, uh, is filled with smoke. And no man can come into the temple until all of the seven wraths have been poured out. Right now we're in a time of intercession. Thank God for 
the, the opportunity to call upon. We've been granted access, thank God, uh, to the Holy of Holies. And we can go now to the mercy seat of God and plead not only for ourselves, uh, but for the fellow men of this world. But Brother Norton, that day, when it comes, no man can pray. No man can intercede. No man can walk into the temple. And no man can stop the wrath of God that's going to come. I'm trying to tell you, you better get to praying now. Because then sons, daughters, grandchildren, loved ones, family, friends, those that uh, that you're afraid of hurting their feelings and uh, trying to, uh, to ask them to come to church again. Those that you're afraid of, that's yeah. all we hear these days. Oh, Be careful and don't offend anybody. That's a doctrine that's straight out of the pits of hell. The Bible's always offended. Christ is always offended. The truth is always offended. Thank God I was offended one day. You better get to praying on their behalf now because it's coming the day when the Lord will not be able to be demonstrated. the wrath of God. I thought that's dealing with the tribulation period. We're saved tonight. So we'll have to, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of these folks too that don't. They're afraid to tell people what they are. I'm a pre-millennial. Pre-tribulation. Bible-believing. Baptist preacher. Amen. That's what I am. And if you're saved tonight, I know we're dealing with the second part of the tribulation, what's called the great tribulation. But nonetheless, uh, you can't. That, what a wonderful message, Brother Grimes, on grace. It touched my heart. But you're talking about a day when grace. When God filled the temple, it was not smoke that filled the temple. It was a cloud that filled the yeah. temple. Yeah. Smoke speaks of judgment. It's what permeated up in the air uh, as, the, uh, as they would come in and lay those sacrifices on the, yeah. uh, on the altar there. And the, the smoke would rise. It, when they'd carry uh, the sin parts of the animal outside of the camp and burn it out there, that smoke would filter up. Smoke speaks of judgment. Thank God it was a cloud in the temple. Yeah. But this day it's going to be smudged. We better call on the Lord while He's needed. Because this day is coming. I believe it's coming quicker than any of you know. And so then it moves on and says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Now, you say, hold on a second. This crowd here tonight is not the wicked crowd or the unrighteous crowd. Well, I don't know. Let me just introduce this to you tonight. When you got born again, the Holy Ghost of God, the third part of the Trinity of God, moved into your heart. Amen. God, Christ said, it's expedient that I go away. If I go not away, the comforter cannot come. That comforter is the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost, upon the moment, the second that you got born again, moved into your heart, and now He possesses your spirit, amen. Amen. Let me just introduce you and say, we're not the wicked, unrighteous crowd. I don't know. The second that you start operating in your own thoughts, in your own way, you start operating in a wicked and unrighteous way. Amen. Amen. And can I say this tonight? That if you're one of those people that uh, you... You sit around and dream up how you want things to go and how you think things ought to go. You begin to plan your future out the way that you would like it to happen. You're going to live a long life 
of letdowns and disappointments. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's right. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'll be 45 in a couple of days, and that's not as old as some of you men, but I've already figured out, Brother James, that very few things go the way that I think they ought to go. I don't understand it. How we just had a family of of uh, six of us, two mom and daddy and four kids. They had three boys, and then the last one was a girl. And uh, who would ever thought that that little precious baby girl would be the first one that we'd go and lay in the grave? But it was. I figured out that it's not, hey, you start operating in your thoughts right. and your ways, right. and you'll, you'll, you'll filter off into the, into the wicked and unrighteous. But the Bible says, let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. Amen. This is the thought I want to give you tonight, if you just give me just a few more minutes. Now, if you'll get a hold of this, I'm telling you, it can change your life. He said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. There's two things that I see in this text, Brother Jamie. One thing is, is my ways are not God's ways, and my thoughts are not His thoughts. That just simply says that God will never do it the way that I would do it. And I would never do it the way that God would do it. Now listen. God has a plan. Right. Yes, sir. Amen. It's been mentioned tonight. Brother James just mentioned. Yeah. God has a plan. Yeah. And God's plan is not for us to truly know or understand. It's right. His plan. Right. Now, there's a difference, Brother Ryan, between God's will and God's plan. Right. God's will for our life is intended for us to know. Yeah. Yeah. But God's will in our life is our part in His plan. Right. God started His plan long before He ever created this world. Jesus Christ was the Lamb's plan before the foundation of this world. And His plan was set in motion before the first man was ever created on this earth. And as men have been born, as generations have came and went, as the Old Testament and the Old Covenant passed away, and the New Covenant and the New Testament came on, God's plan has been fulfilled all along the way. And the will of God in each man and each woman has been their part in his plan. And brother B. Hart, you can be absolutely certain tonight of God's will for your life. But that by no means means that you will understand his plan. You've got to get a hold of this. You've got to understand it. And you've got to be satisfied in your heart to fulfill God's will in your life and just be happy to be, I'm happy to be part of the plan. Amen. 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 I mean, I got under the blood and God wrote my name in the Lamb's book of life and He put me in the plan. Later on, He called me to preach and He drove me a little deeper in His plan. Amen. Amen. I mean, I mean, do the best that I can to fulfill His will in my life and just try to accomplish whatever little part of His plan. So you've got to understand that you're, you're most likely not going to understand the overall plan. The disciples hung out with 
Christ on a daily basis, slept with him, ate with him, traveled with him. They couldn't understand the plan. Matter of fact, Peter would stood Christ to his face. Said, no, this can't be the plan. But Jesus said it is. He said, matter of fact, you'll deny me. You'll deny me three times before the cock crows. Peter said, oh, maybe somebody else might make it. That never was part of Peter's plan. He felt like that part of the plan, but it made it into that precious book. He done exactly what the Lord said he had done. He wept bitterly. Christ forgave him. One of the sweetest texts in all the Bible is when Jesus told Mary in the garden, said, go and tell that crowd in Jerusalem, said, tell them I'll meet them there just like I said. But he said, tell my disciples and Peter. He made a point. He knew Peter's heart was broke. He knew that Peter had come to the end of himself. He knew that Peter knew exactly what he did. But he said, you make sure to go find Peter and tell him I'm coming back to him just like I'm coming back to the rest of us. Amen. So, Peter would have never thought that was part of the plan. No. But it made it into that book. <laughs> We've learned great truths from it. Amen. Yeah. Got great yeah. So, it's meant for you to know God's will for your life. But it's not meant for you to know it. We've got to accept that. Right. And even this book, it, it tells us everything we need to know on this earth, but it tells us that it does not tell us everything. You ever thought about that? It tells us everything we need to know, along with the fact that it says it does not tell you everything. Even all of God's miracles. John told us that, if, uh, that, that these were just a few. said if all was written down, the world couldn't contain the books it takes. We don't have time to read that many books. We barely, we barely have enough time to stay in this. So we just got to accept that we're not going to know the plan. But you can be your part in the plan. And then it tells me something else, and I'll be there next. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Now listen. You know, the curtain, not only is it not meant for you to know the plan, but can I introduce this to you for now? If God was to give you a word-by-word, verse-by-verse copy of His plan for your life, and you were able to study it and read it, you'd be more confused. You'd have more questions. You'd have more doubt than you have now just simply believing by faith the promise. Some of you some of you've been in the same long enough that you know you've been through some scenarios where you were so lost and so confused and it was so dark and it was so bad and it was so awful that you didn't understand it at the time, but sometime later God let a little bit of the fog left off and you were able to see exactly why God let some things happen in your life, some events take place, you begin to see it then, not everything, but sometimes. Right. Yeah. 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 I talked to my owner of my company today for about an hour. His wife is in a deep battle with cancer. 
you know, she's uh, she she hadn't ate anything in, in uh, about a month. She's just getting her nutrition from a job, and she just she's down because she just skin and bone. She's doing everything, and they're just trusting the Lord. They're just relying on Him. And uh, I told him the same thing. I said, "Listen." I said, "If you were," he said, "I don't under we don't understand why." And I said, "If you was to be told why by God, listen to me now. What if what if somebody this was meant for somebody uh, to be touched, some heart to be uh, touched, some eye to be opened, somebody that you can't even stand." God said, I let this happen to you so that this crowd over here uh, could get some help. And you say, hold on a second. They've never done anything but evil towards me. They've never done anything but wrong towards me. Why am I having to go through this from that crowd? That's what Jesus did. That crowd was out there covering with his hands, running spear in his side, and he said, this crowd, Father, forgive them for the Christ on the cross, not a single one of them will stand and give an account for the death of Jesus Christ. Right. How about that? You could argue with me on that if you want to. You could. That's the way you grab it. Try to argue if you want to. I've just got one thing to say. Jesus got every one of His brothers. Amen. Amen. Every one of them. And He said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they did. God forgave that crowd. That's what Jesus did on the cross. And if you and I, Brother Ryan, was to see the point, it caused us more grief and more heart. Why? Because as the heavens are higher than this earth, so is His way. So is it. It means that not only is it not meant for you to know the plan, but you couldn't understand the plan if you did so what are you trying to say, preacher? I'm trying to say this. The quicker that you just make a decision in your to just believe that book. Now I want to tell you tonight, before God, I've just made a decision. I've made a decision. A resolute decision in my heart. That whether I understand it or not, I'm just going to believe. Amen. Whether it helps me or I feel like it hurts me, I'm just going to believe. Amen. Amen. I mean, just have a childlike faith. And if the Lord said it, and you know, I know they got that song and that saying and everything. God said it, I believe it, and it's so. No, God said it, and it's so has nothing to do with you. Right. And the quicker that you just let go of your thoughts and your words, you've got this, you've got this cockamamie scheme for your life, all planned out. Boy, all you do is just get disappointed when they claim that you have all that under All you do is get. I've never seen so many people. I, I've had more people in the last few years come to me and tell me that they were angry with God. I know I shouldn't be, but I'm just angry at God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you should have stopped with I shouldn't be. Yeah. 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 You know why they're angry with God? 
because they've stepped off into the wicked way and the unrighteous way of their thoughts and their ways. And as soon as they did that, God's way didn't line up with their way. The sooner you just simply trust this one. Amen. I know we we got a crowd in the White House that ain't doing us no favor. God's got some wicked crowds like that for us. He'll just use them to do his bit. Amen. Go read the book of Revelation. He's out and playing for that. He's out playing for that. This won't come to pass. Spread over those things. Just believe what's said. God said, if you'll see few first in his righteousness, all the things, your clothes, your food, tomorrow, he said, I'll just take care. Amen. I just decided in my heart, but listen, it's not meant for you to know the plan. Because if you knew the plan, it caused you more trouble. The only plan you need to know is written in these 66 verses. 1189 chapters. I'm satisfied with it. I thank God for it. I'm just going to keep on fighting. What an honor. It's been a couple of times, Brother Grimes, I've been able to preach on a Monday night after you got done. I know you and Brother James don't y'all don't care anything about any type of back weight or anything like that. But I'm telling you from my heart tonight, I just can't boy, I can't an honor. Amen. To just stand under this roof with some of the men of God Amen. that's plowed the way. Preach the word. Help me as a young boy. I mean, told me the truth and lived the life and set the example. And then all these years later, still doing the same thing. Thank God for it. I love the Lord. The sooner you get a hold of that, the sooner it'll help you in this life. Let go of your ways and your plans. Just get in here. Amen. 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 Amen.